Welcome to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. This is a show about pushing through obstacles and hard times in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. I'm your host, Ted Fayton, and it's a pleasure to have you joining us. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's grow. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. I'm leaving that in there, Tia. Yeah, leave the giggle. <laughs> yeah. Tia McAllister joining us this mo- uh, this morning, afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, thank you for the time. Uh, Tia, for anybody who might not be in the Greenville area, who might not know who you are, why not first start with introducing yourself, letting them know who you are? I am Tia McAllister, and I own Complete Weddings and Events in Greenville and Columbia. Oh, awesome. Now, are you from... Uh, the upstate originally? I am, like a unicorn. Like Been a here unicorn. For, yeah, you don't meet a lot of like locals. <laughs> you but, do yeah. not. No, you don't. No, you don't. Anybody that's been in Greenville, South Carolina, you'll meet a lot of implants. I almost feel like the secret is out. Oh, so yeah. like everybody's heard about Greenville and now they're coming here. Have With you noticed that? With their entire families, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it like when you were first growing up? Because I've, I've heard people talk about the downtown area looking completely different oh, yeah. and, and Greenville doesn't look like it did. Right. 10 years ago. Oh, it's totally different because I went to North Greenville, but in high school, college, you just didn't hang out downtown. I was a little knifey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Scary. You, so now looks completely different. Yeah, absolutely. It's like night and day different. I want to unpack your story a little bit. Being that you're, you're from the area, you've grown up here and now running a number of successful businesses in the area, event planning, wedding photography, wedding planning and all that. How do you go from going through high school to to getting to that. I'm sure that there's yeah. there's a, a big story. And, and we know, uh, I guess starting with the storms here, um, yeah. that you kind of started from rock bottom before you got to where you are now. For sure. Like, I come from a good family, but um, my mom didn't have a ton of money. So there were a lot of times that I had to make it happen for myself or, you know, that kind of thing. So I didn't grow up with a ton of money, but I would show up to school like I did. Yeah. I'd come flexing on everybody. You know? did, did you ever feel like a kid, like you were missing out or, or were you, did you have like this confidence? Because I mean, just being in the podcast right now, you have this air of confidence around uh. you. You, you. You light up a room when you walk in it. And I wondered if that was something that you worked on or if as a kid, you always just like felt this is where I belong. I think from an early age, like I just felt that like you walk in a room like you own it, whether you feel like that or not. And Mm -hmm. that's the air that you give off. So people kind of buy into how you walk in. Yeah. So if you do that from the start, you'll end up feeling confident by the time you, (laughs) you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And what was faking it like when you, when you mentioned that, you know, growing up, your mom didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. How did you kind of bridge that gap between those and with you and those around you? Not even in a negative way, but I just kind of looked around my life and I thought, I want something so much more than this. So I just kind of became a tenacious person. So I would set my mind and be like, I want this and I'm going to do whatever until I get it. So you just meet the right people and you be you. Like you be so awesome they can't ignore you kind of thing. I love that. Being so awesome they can't ignore you. And it's almost like when you decide on something you want, when you set your eyes on it, Mm -hmm. you you unpack the the path it's going to take to get there. And then you just start marching forward and and a lot of people i think they get overwhelmed when they see the overall goal or the the big picture of what they're trying to do or when you're starting a company right um it could be overwhelming what are some of the steps you take initially not to get overwhelmed how do you kind of break those barriers and push forward I'm a big believer in like hope is a dream killer so you can't have a dream unless you have small goals on the way to 
to make it. Because if not, mm-hmm. you're just sitting at home, like thinking of things you want to do, but you're never really going to do them unless you have short term goals to meet. Because if not, it's totally overwhelming. And like starting from a place where you don't have a ton of money and you feel like you don't have those resources, you have a choice to either make an excuse or use that to your advantage. Yeah. So you just become the hungriest person in the room and you go get it. <laughs> yeah. Hungriest person in the room. I yeah. love that. What have you gone through that might've been a setback, might've been an obstacle yeah. that um, being able to overcome that helps give you the confidence that you have to really challenge, take on any other challenge that comes your way. Once you kind of know who you are, it doesn't matter really who questions you anymore. So like having to overcome not being super rich and not having some like <laughs> trust fund that put me through life. Like I went to college and I decided I'm going to be the best person in this room. And then what do I want to do next? And a big setback in my life, my mom was sick. Um, I, you know, put on a charity party recently with Samantha with BNR events um, for ovarian cancer. My mom passed away from that in 2008. And that was a time in my life that was that dark place and that just storm um, where I kind of just was like, I'm going to drink every night. This is great. And kind of lose focus of what you want. And you stop working toward those goals because you're so kind of in your own feelings about your life. So I did that for a while and I lost that spark and that who I am. What was that? I guess the mindset there, right? Because um, for me, I had nothing like losing my mother. But when I graduated I worked at a law firm and, you know, it was a situation where I knew I was more than what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I knew I was capable of more and I almost felt stuck. And to your point, I, I fell into some of those, um, self-destructive habits, mm-hmm. excessive drinking, um, eating things I shouldn't be eating, just, um, binge eating, binge watching and binge drinking. It mm-hmm. was a binge lifestyle, if you would. And it just didn't serve me. What was, I guess, your mindset going through that? Because you mentioned, you know, when it happened, you weren't the person that you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, take me back to that Tia and, yeah. and what your day-to-day was like and how you kind of saw the world. I mean, at the time, I was just so lost. I had forgotten who I was, and I got up every day super late, and I dated the worst person ever, you know, like no car because he blew the engine out of my car, you know, like starting from rock bottom where I literally had roommates and was living like a 20 year old, but I was 25. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, I just, I woke up every day and I was just average. I worked in hospitality and in, in upscale dining and I went to work every day and I just did the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And then I went out after work like a college kid. Yeah. Um. So I had to, I had to go through that that grief to kind of get to a point where I was just broken and like, okay, what do I want? There has to be that breaking point. And that's where that was. I mean, that was a sad tea. It really was. I wasn't myself. Yeah. So you just have to, you have to have that moment, whether you're in a low, low, or it's just a time in your life where you make this realization. But I knew I did not want to be that girl. Yeah. And I think, and this is kind of me just ex- exploring it out loud and, and trying to think, um, putting myself back in a, in a, in a dark place. And maybe we can connect on, on the reflection of, do you think it was more or less what was happening, happening around you outside or what was happening in you, in your heart and in your head? What do you think was influencing that dark time? Was it more so outside influences or, or within? 
I mean, both. Life is hard and mm-hmm. things are going to happen. So you're either reacting to them and just letting it happen or you like grab it by the horns and you're like, no, this is what we're doing today. Like yeah. you tell it who's boss. And I had just lost that control. Mm-hmm. I just let things happen. I reacted. I paid my bills when they said there's a late notice, you know, just like across the board. I was not. Yeah. I, I wasn't on my A game. Yeah. So to speak. I would, I would. A hundred percent agree with that where you go from um, when you're so stagnant mm-hmm. and and you're moving so slow through life, you kind of let the let the things come to you. Yeah. And when they come, you'll handle them. When they come, you'll handle them as opposed to switching gears and getting in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and actually taking control, taking the wheel and directing this bad boy where it is you want to go. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like for you? When was that moment where you kind of said, all right, Tia. You know, no more of this. Let me let me turn this around because, yeah. like you mentioned, having roommates and and waking up late and just doing <laughs> the bare minimum to now, where you mentioned, you know, running a company and mm-hmm. and actually having a full day of of networking and and events like that. It doesn't happen overnight, but it mm-hmm. it also it's important for the listeners to to kind of receive the fact that this is the same Tia. But this oh, yeah. is a different Tia. This is uh, Tia 2.0, if you would. <laughs> For sure. Well, not everybody has the luxury of that, like, aha, light bulb moment where it's just like a physical thing. Like, some people have it over time. But for me, I literally woke up one morning. I didn't feel well because I ate one time the day before and, like, mm-hmm. got, you know, drunk at night. Like, that's just the reality of it. And I woke up that morning. I was like, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. no more. I changed the way I dressed. I changed the way I talked. I changed the way I did everything. And honestly, it was just that moment where I was like, no more. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started making a list the night before. And that's how it started. I would make a list. I have to do these five things tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. I mean, and I started my wedding planning business from that moment where I was like, you know, what do I really want to do? What am I passionate about? Um, and it was weddings and events. So I started that in my little apartment and I just did it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like every day I did those five things until it was something. Yeah. It was a company. So, um, I mean, it was a different company than now, but it took me having that breaking point and having that like, what? where's my passion? Because money is going to follow that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what Ooh. happened. I woke up one day and I was like, that's it. Here's what we're doing. Here's the list I have to do every day to, to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the beginning. <laughs> what was some of the reaction from those closest to you, friends, um, acquaintances? Uh, what was the reaction when you kind of switched? Did you find that your circle changed? Were people receptive of the new Tia or was there any 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 pullback or traction and inertia there? But I mean, you literally, when you decide you're not going to react anymore or let things happen and you take control, you begin controlling your environment. So those people fell off. Wow. Um, I, I wasn't at the bar with them every single night. So they forget about you and yeah. you forget about them. You know, like you just have to surround yourself with things that support what you're trying to do. And if, if they don't get it out because you're just delaying your dream coming true. Yeah. And it's almost, it scares a lot of people when they hear that mm-hmm. where, um, you know, they forget about you, you forget about them. Um, that's scary because I think people want to be needed. Mm-hmm. And when they're in a circle and they're someplace that's comfortable, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to leave that comfort. What was it like as you were establishing this new life for you and you're taking on challenges? Because starting a business, running a business, being in it for yourself, you don't know where your next paycheck's coming. No. That's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had to still, you know, 
do the job thing. Like, of course, yeah. I had to have a job for a, a long time. Um, so I still waited tables, but I was like, okay, I have to get a grown up job because I can't be around these people. Not that they're bad people; they just didn't support where I was going. So I got my first, you know, grown up job where mm-hmm. I was at a desk and <laughs> not in all black all day. You know, yeah. like I had to show up and dress the part, and so I did that and. Everything around me changed. I had to make a decision. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And it's a slow build. I mean, you lose things over time, but you gain as you go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The process that it's a slow build because I'm not good with patience. (laughs) I'm not good with patience. So when, when you tell me it's a slow build, I know it's a snow, it's a slow build, but I don't like that. It's a slow build. No. How do you keep that momentum going and, I'm I'm specifically talking to the listeners now who might want to start their own business. They might want to start something and they might not have started it because of how much time it's going to take. You have to be ready for that. Um, and when you find something that you truly are passionate about, you're willing to find the joy in the process. Like you're willing to replace your excuses with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So you have to be thankful for those moments that are just gut wrenching. Mm -hmm. And everyone in your industry you think hates you and this is horrible and I'm going to fail replace it with like, thank God I'm in this horrible time because on the other side of this, I'm going to have this great moment where I look back and like, it's worth it. Yeah. To that point, I mean, and it it sounds crazy to be thankful for the hard times right mm-hmm. um there was a time i was working on my one of my businesses and um i was in the red twelve hundred dollars for the month i lost twelve hundred dollars in a month in my business and i remember my friend was like oh my gosh like yeah. how do you feel i'm like i'm thankful to lose twelve hundred dollars and not be derailed by it mm-hmm. because the same ted six months earlier if i lost twelve hundred dollars in the month i don't know where my next meal would have came from i Mm -hmm. probably would not have been able to handle it but to be able to be in that position where sure does it hurt of course it hurts do i look back and analyze where i could have done better of course but at the end of the day it's it's a blessing and i'm thankful to have the ability to take that loss in business and then keep pushing forward um what are some obstacles, some losses in business, and and maybe even even some setbacks that you've been able to kind of step over, push forward that helps give you confidence with yeah. more challenges through business. I think I probably told you I'm like the realist. I don't hold back. So I'm pretty transparent about stuff. Um, you know, I had my own wedding planning business. I was in home improvement and operations for a while, which thickened my skin, thank God, because I'm in a pretty rough industry. But um completes a franchise and the Greenville franchise was not at the top of its game, Mm. needless to say. So I took on a business where I knew I had to have thick skin and I knew that I had to change people's mind because I got laughed out of some places by people I respected. I mean, I I would be at events and someone would be like, oh, you took over complete and they would laugh and walk away. Really? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like people, I respect their work and it was horrible. Yeah. So I had to like remember who I am and in those moments say, thank God. Even if I wasn't thankful, I wanted to get under the table and cry and die. Like it was horrible. <laughs> but in that moment, I had to say, thank God I'm in this situation where I have this chance to prove them wrong. Yeah. Not to prove them wrong, but to bring this company that had all this potential and all these amazing staff people. It's emotional for me, but um, Go ahead. to bring that like 
spark and that fire and people slowly started to be like, this is not a joke. Like yeah. homegirl is serious about this. And I just was relentless. Yeah. So I was so thankful for those moments that people laughed at me. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's only been a year now, but like having those moments where, you know, you're just mortified. It's, it's horrible then, but even if I wasn't thankful, I'd say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So thank you for this moment mm-hmm. where it's like, I just want to hide. But I was so thankful that now I look back on those moments, even six months ago, and I'm like, <laughs> they're not saying that to me anymore. Yeah. And even if they're not my supporter, they don't talk bad about me anymore. Yeah. So those moments are the gold. Changing their yes. mind and and letting your work show for yeah. itself. And uh, I, I commend you. So for, teary. For doing that. No, no. Um, I'm right there with you, and I commend you for for doing that because you know we we have a lot of listeners on the podcast, and um, I do want to recognize you for not only being a, a businesswoman and entering the industry with the confidence to to change a company around and the image around, but also to do it as a woman, because I understand how hard that can be mm-hmm. and how, I guess, how hard to the confidence it can be when somebody laughs at you and changes their mind. Have you noticed any obstacle as a businesswoman in the industry trying to kind of set your set your place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of people don't know what Complete is, but we do DJ, photography, videography, lighting, photo booth, and coordination. So the yeah. coordination piece... I was very confident in that, but I had to learn, you know, my parents were photographers. We had a dark room in our house. So I knew about that stuff, but in a different world, like we don't have that stuff now. So this is, I'm in a female industry for the most part, but I'm in a very male dominated sector. Mm -hmm. So people would look at me and be like, what does she know, you know, about DJ? Are you a DJ? I'm like in my car. (laughs) But I mean, having respect from your peers was something I kind of had to build Mm -hmm. and being, you know, just being transparent with people and being like, I'm not in a, an awesome place right now. They'll respect you and listen to you a little bit more. But yeah, being a woman in a male dominated sector is like intimidating, Mm -hmm. but you just walk in and fake it. (laughs) If you're not confident, you fake it and you just be you and just be so awesome. They can't ignore you. Like that's something I say a lot. Yeah. You just have to go in and be you. How important are affirmations to you? Cause it, it sounds that, you you speak a lot into existence. Yeah. Saying, you know, I'm thankful even if you don't feel it or, you know, be you and, and really kind of, it's almost as though you're having these affirmations that mold your exterior into the interior. Oh, yeah. I mean, words are everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be action behind it, but you can literally speak into existence things within yourself. I mean, if you keep saying something, you're going to believe it and you're going to put the action behind it because you start to believe in yourself. Um, And so many people like lack the confidence professionally or personally. And like, there's a million things I would change about myself as a person, but um, I just put that, that energy elsewhere, you know, (laughs) like turn that energy into positive energy because everything that you say, like you're absorbing that and it's becoming part of your daily habits and your successes from those daily habits. So if you're watching trash and talking trash to yourself all day about how horrible you are at what you do, like 
you can't thrive. Yeah. You're never going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm actually going through an auto audio book right now, which the title of it says the problem is you. And it talks about our self-talk and how a lot of people, we're all our worst critic. I, mm-hmm. I listen to my own podcast. I'll watch myself on air and, and say, Oh, why'd you do that? Ted, why'd you say that? Oh, and you almost want to be careful because folks might think to themselves like, man, I'm so dumb. Why did I do this? But, to your point, when you say that over and over again over the mm-hmm. course of time, you go from saying, okay, I'm, I'm so dumb, I'm so dumb, to you yeah. actually start believing what it is you tell yourself. Yeah. And you have to kind of change that dialogue around where, you know, right now, my low, the low bass in my voice and the words that you're hearing, this is God's gift to podcast right now. And I'm going <laughs> to tell myself that every single day, even if it's not true in the moment, because that's how I can get better at podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. I want to unpack some of the things you're working on now and some of the goals that you're working towards and and how you plan to to kind of bust down the walls as as you as you move forward. So I have, you know, obviously big goals turning this Greenville franchise around is still a work in progress, but I mean I told the people that laughed at me give me 6 months and we're in a different place. Nice. So that's good. That was like my short-term goal, but to build Greenville up to where it needs to be, it, you know, it's already a successful company, but just pushing it to that next level numbers-wise and the quality of the work and we have such amazing staff, but just kind of nurturing that culture that we've built the foundation for and pushing that forward um, will allow us to grow yeah. uh, into where we need to be. But branching out into Columbia, where we've got something we're about to announce and moving into a different portion of the Carolinas too. So nice. just that's our big goals right now, yeah. you know, just being awesome. <laughs> what do you think um, What do you think are the keys to growth and success in, in your industry and, and the business that you're working? What do you think are some of the, the core values that you really need to have to make it in this, you know, event and bridal world, you know, you're engaged, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of options, but um, just listening to what couples that are engaged are saying um, is a big thing. Not everybody stops and listens. Yeah. What are they saying? Like, mm-hmm. what are, what are their concerns? So that's something, you know, just being able to absorb what is needed. Where is the void in the industry? Because, there's a dime a dozen of what we do, you know, like they're everywhere. There's a million photographers. Why are we awesome? Yeah. So um, just developing that. Yeah. Developing what's different, what's special. How important is it to you for you to understand the vision of your client, of what they're trying to do, especially when they don't know what it is they want? (laughs) I'm sure because, I mean, for the most part, I'd like to think that when and we're specifically here talking about wedding planning, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it's their first time. Yeah. They might not know what they want at, or what entails planning a wedding. How hard is it to kind of like walk them through the process of what they can and can't do, but also make sure that they get their vision and, and not yours or someone else's? Well, it's, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's almost like a goal. You don't sit and talk about your huge goal all the time. You unpack with them what they like as a couple. So what's your favorite song on a level of one to 10, 10 being like people are bleeding. This is a party craziness. What level do you want your party to be at? What's your favorite song? What was your favorite moment? Getting to know them and just shutting up and listening to what they Mm -hmm. want allows you to build that custom experience for them because there's a million companies and people that can offer a service, Mm -hmm. but who can offer an experience and like make that part of 
like they want to invite you to Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they love you after that. You know, just listening. That's mm-hmm. that's the wedding business. Cause we can force a cookie cutter package on nearly anyone, but what is it that Ted wants? You know, like yeah. what is it that is gonna make your day awesome and you're not stressed out? What I want is what my fiance wants. You hear that, baby? You are so <laughs> smart. <laughs> and she's awesome. You guys will have an uh, amazing day either way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have you had an event? Um, that you've put together that you were quite frankly just blown away. Like it, it, you went through the planning process, and it doesn't have to be a wedding. It could be any any event that you've done. Where after it was said and done, you look back like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been so many weddings, and you work with so many budgets and price points, and we get so focused on high end or middle of the road weddings. Mm-hmm. You hear the high end term a lot. Um, my most favorite weddings are the people that I was able to listen and make it all about them. Mm. So it would be down to the smallest detail where you're like, man, you know, that was so awesome that we made that all about them. Yeah. Um, just those simple moments. It might even be like about a photo or about something you wouldn't, wouldn't think about. It doesn't have to be a fireworks show at the wedding that makes it special. But I mean, almost any event that I've been involved in, I can find that part, that part of the magic in, you know? Okay. What would you tell somebody, um, this is a selfish question, what would you tell somebody that's kind of trying to figure out what it is they want? How would they go about exploring that? Well, um, as far as like the vision of your entire wedding day, breaking down those pieces of like, who are we? What's important? What's going to make our day not cookie cutter. What's going to make our day like all about us and fun? Like, mm-hmm. for example, I literally came down the aisle to turn down for what? And I'm not even kidding you. Nice. Because <laughs> I just wanted people to laugh and have that moment of like, okay, we don't have to act like yeah. weddings don't have to be what everybody told you they have to be. Make them about you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Wear what you want. Eat what you want. Do whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Except spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Except, yeah, no. no. no spaghetti. Meemaw's spaghetti is not coming. <laughs> yeah. We, ch- we chatted about that. So can I like <laughs> Nick's walking down the aisle and like, like come from the ceiling, like Mission Impossible? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the crazier, the better. You just meet him. You just meet him at the top. <laughs> yeah, I have. So my fiance, she's she's set on. She wants our pup Bruno <laughs> to uh, walk down the aisle. He's so cute, though. He's so funny. Um, see, and she she she's like, oh, that'd be awesome. It'd be great. My planning head is like, we can't control that dog. I mean, he's very well trained, very well behaved. I think he would do awesome. But I don't like unpredictable variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often do you do a wedding, an event, or, or something that has unpredictable variables? And what are those unpredictable variables? Are they just animals? Well, as you can probably tell in life, I thrive on that unpredictable <laughs> stuff. And most planners aren't going to say that. They like the structure. But like... Just having, I mean, kids are crazy. They're little tiny drunk people. Like yeah. <laughs> they do crazy stuff. Like I've seen them strip down out of their clothes, and people are like, "Sorry, our kids crazy." You know, like yeah. just things happen that are out of the ordinary, like cakes falling. Just like the craziest things can happen. But the piece that you can control on your wedding day is like knowing something is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a day with a bunch of stuff that's supposed to go right. Mm-hmm. Something's going to go wrong. So you have to be ready to have a team there that you trust to handle it. Nice. Because somebody might have a meltdown about a cake falling. Not me. I'm over there like building it back and putting bricks behind I got it. This. Like, yeah, I got it. You don't this. even know it happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one tip I learned from not personal experience, but a friend's wedding is their wedding dress was, it wasn't that it was too tight, but they couldn't go to the bathroom. Oh. Like, they're like, oh, you, you love the wedding dress. And it was one of those, like, I guess, the 
bottle ones. I don't know, like oh, kissing yeah. knees together and stuff. And then it was like, okay, but how, how do I go to the bathroom after four or five hours in that thing? It could be an entire podcast about how girls have to go to the bathroom in different wedding dresses. Like it takes a team of yeah. people, like no matter what, it takes a team. And they're like, well, I, I love this dress so much, but like I can't eat. I'm not going to be able to eat or sit. Wow. And I'm like, do you love it that much that you're not willing to sit and eat wow. that macaroni? Like, <laughs> see, what do would you, you but <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you, but what would you say to a, a bride that's kind of like considering that is, is like, okay, this is a dress that's probably restrictive, but I mean, What's the balance here? Is it more important to look immaculate on your wedding day or be able to enjoy your wedding day? I feel like you can do both. Like you don't have to change clothes and put on like a juicy jumpsuit or anything, Mm -hmm. but having a dress that you're comfortable in, but that you can also use the bathroom and eat. (laughs) Like like there's a balance. They make beautiful dresses that you don't have to have like bridal diapers for. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. (laughs) You can have both. Yeah. Turn down for what? (laughs) Yes. Did you hear me? (laughs) So you've mentioned a lot throughout the episode. um, You're thankful. You're thankful. Tia, what are you the most thankful for right now? Hmm. I mean, in this process and this, you know, this is my first year with building complete as an owner. I'm thankful, like I said, for those moments that people doubted me. Mm. Thank God for those people that doubted me because there were times I would have quit. Wow. There were times I went to walk away. I was like, it's not worth it. But I remembered those people that made those like snide comments to me and they fueled me. Mm -hmm. So I'm so thankful for people that doubt you. Yeah. Like that sounds bad, but I'm like, I'll turn on Drake and handle this. Like I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> Catching all the angles. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait for your next event. The Southern Gala Halloween party was amazing. Yeah, we had so much fun. It was a great time. Yeah. I was happy to be out there. Thank you for um, that. I know a lot of our listeners, um, for those in the Greenville area, well, shout out to the listeners in Sweden, Germany. I see you all. Also Australia. But we do have a number of listeners in the upstate of South oh, Carolina. Cool. Um, where can they reach out to you? Where where can they uh, find out your business and how you can help them with your service? Yeah, just go to completewedo.com backslash Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not in this area, there's 83 locations across the country. So just completewedo.com and it'll allow you to put in your zip code and connect you to the next best thing. If you can't have me. Yeah. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we have an amazing staff, but like across the country, there's other locations as well. That awesome. Can help you. Awesome. And and Tia, you I started writing down notes um for some of the the bombs you were dropping throughout the episode. The small goals along the way to keep you going was awesome. Um being the hungriest person in the room, I think that's something that a lot of people will need to 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 absorb because if you're in a room, there are other people who want what you want just as bad, if not more. So it's important to be hungry or as Les Brown would say, you got to be hungry. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You got to be the hardest worker in the room. You've got to be realistic about your goals. Like if you're not willing to give up the things you have to give up to get there, mm-hmm. that's not your dream. Yeah. That's something that you would like to do. That's not that's not your dream and your goal. Wow. You've got to be able to you know, give it up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give up some sleep. Yeah. You've got to give up some pride. You've got to sacrifice a lot of stuff. And if you're not willing to do that, like rethink your passion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start your own business. Like you can totally be the best person where you are. Wow. So just be the best version of you. Nobody gets to tell you they're not your real parents. I love how empowering <laughs> this episode has been. You've, you've been dropping these one-liners that have really been hitting me 
close to home. It's been giving me chills. Andre, have you been feeling that? Because you you, awesome. you're saying stuff about like, you know, knowing who you are, being proud of who you are, thankful for people who doubted you. And I think there's a lot of people that need that kind of confidence in their lives. And there's a lot of people who need that kind of just drive and push. And I'd say also say the audacity yeah. to to kind of prove people wrong. A lot of us tend to be like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. And, you know, not step on any toes and just, yeah. you know, inch around and, you know, not make too many big waves here and there. But you're not everybody's cup of tea. Mm. And that's okay. And mm-hmm. Yes, okay, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. somebody drinking it still. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They want the refill. <laughs> but in, you got to remember everyone doesn't deserve that tea, too. Oh, that's true. No, that yeah. is so true. It's, it's very true. And, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it made me realize it because about a year and a half ago, I remember having a conversation with my pops. He's like, just get you a job, get you, you know, like, get mm-hmm. you some money. Then you can start doing photography like you want to. And I'm like... Nah, like I'm doing it how I want to right now. What do you mean? Like, yeah, I'm successful right now how I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? And it's a it's a growth aspect in that in that fact that you do want to prove something to somebody. Where I know for a fact I have a degree from Furman University, a computer mm-hmm. science degree. I can get a nine to five at any time. I can get a job tomorrow, literally. But that's not my story. That's not the route that I want. That's not that's not what I had written for myself, so to say. Yeah. So to be able to have those that, that fuel you forward in a positive way. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like every single time I got a business card, I give it to like, I sent a stack to my dad. <laughs> and I remember he called me one time. He was like, so do I tell people you're a creative strategist now? I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's like, tell them right, what cool, the card cool, says. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it goes like you do have to have that fuel. And I say that because, I mean, the num- my number one goal is to retire my mom before the school does. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I know my pops is on that mission, too. And my pops was one of the only persons growing up outside of my brother who could push me in a quote-unquote negative way to fuel me, yeah. knowing how I'm, I'm motivated. Yeah. We're challenging me in that aspect. So it does take those people where if you don't have those haters, there's some people who almost feel like what they're doing is not right or it's not like they don't mm-hmm. have to they they can't prove anything to anyone where i'm not trying to prove anything i've got some goals i need to hit by myself yeah, oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah that's where i'm like i don't know pops like that nine to five is not gonna help me hit the goal the way i want to hit it it's not gonna make you happy yeah, either it's not but another really thing not. like any goal you're trying to obtain if i had to tell somebody like one thing you can do mm-hmm. is get so uncomfortable with mm-hmm. your flaws mm-hmm. like get real intimate with your flaws and what you hate about yourself mm-hmm. um because everybody has that list um so they may not see that you know mm-hmm. i have things i'm self-conscious about but they may not see that when they meet me yeah. so i need mm-hmm. to get really really comfortable with being uncomfortable like yeah. you just have to mm-hmm. um because especially as an entrepreneur you've got to be willing to take some hits yeah so if you know what you hate about mm-hmm. yourself and you're really comfortable with it no one can attack that Which because we, you're all over it yeah we spoke earlier about the like the small me and you share uh, like small anxiety attacks almost yeah and it makes you feel down to earth and and like alive almost mm-hmm. um and i remember i was getting i was getting a haircut once and I was with Ben, actually, Ben from Golink, and he was like, the guy said, all right, I'm about to put this alcohol on there, and it's going to burn, and he was like, cool, makes me feel alive every time, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, little go. things like that do bring you back to earth, and having those small anxiety attacks, realizing that, okay, this oh, is yeah. where I'm uncomfortable right now, but how come? Mm-hmm. Where being can able, you grow? That's, that's yeah. where the growth happens, when you realize you're in it right then, but how can we take advantage of it right now? Someone once asked me, he said, when was the last time you felt alive? Mm-hmm. Like He's like, think really hard. What's a time in your life you felt alive? And I said I was in front of a crowd of people, um, 
it was actually at a high school football game here mm-hmm. in Greenville. Mm-hmm. I was throwing out little tiny foam footballs mm-hmm. and getting them hyped. And I was energized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, recreate that. Yeah. Do that. And it doesn't have to be, I'm not, you're not going to see me on the sideline of every high school football yeah. game here all of a sudden. You better be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I realize is people energize me. I get yeah. energized by people and having a positive reaction and impact. And that is part of why I do the podcast where, um, you listeners at home, I can't see you. Um, I can't touch you, mm-hmm. but I feel you. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you're going to have these episodes coming out every yeah. week. Well, that is so awesome that yeah. you're able to reach so many people that aren't even in the upstate. And you're reaching them as well. And I love that. Um, I'm going to have all the links in the show notes on how folks can reach out to you, Tia. And I thank you for being on the show today. And I love your energy. I love your gratitude. Thank Keep you. unapologetically being you because it's fabulous. Thank awesome. you so much. And, um, you are awesome. You were right. You were fanning yourself, but I saw you kept it low. Yeah. Well, I was like Beyonce earlier, but I was trying to keep it like low key. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I didn't know video was involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do have the Thanks, video Andre. of this on YouTube. Shout out to Andre, Settle Solutions. And of course, for anybody that made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much. There's a lot of just bombs that Tia dropped throughout that you need to kind of hit replay and make sure you really absorb some of those things because I think it could really help you through anything that you're going through in terms of your personal goals. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Let's go. Amen. Yeah. The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high-speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with rates starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know, you just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.